Disclaimer, all music streamed on this podcast is protected by Section 108 of the U.S. Copyright Act which states that copyrighted work reproduced for purposes of criticism and comment are not an infringement of copyright. But with that being said, let's set sail on the virtual ocean. Let me welcome you to the show. 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 World, hello. Welcome to episode 14 of the Virtual Ocean. I'm your host, J.Ram. I am joined by my talented producer and shipmate, Brandon Mattel. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This is the Vaporwave Discovery Podcast. We're happy to have you on board. If you don't know what Vaporwave is, Vaporwave is an experimental electronic music genre and internet-based art aesthetic. The genre is known for both its criticism and worshipping of modern capitalism and plays off of 80s and 90s aesthetics to show us the ghost of a future that never was. Vaporwave plays to philosopher Jacques Derrida's idea of hauntology. Hauntology, simply defined, is nostalgia for a past that never existed. Vaporwave music, at its best, creates a world and atmosphere that transports you to a past that never existed. And yet, you feel a longing for it, as if you've lived through a manufactured memory. Vaporwave also has a strong sense of irony behind it and walks a fine line between troll takes and genius ideas. In each episode, we highlight an artist or album within the Vaporwave genre and listen to it for the first time with you, the listener. And then, using our combined musical knowledge, the little bit of musical knowledge that me and Brandon have, we break down, react, and give our thoughts on the music. Think of this show as a real-time review of very experimental music. You can follow us on at you can follow us on Instagram at the Virtual Ocean, where we curate aesthetic art on a daily basis. We also interact with our followers and fans mainly through there. So if you ever want to have a conversation with us, Go ahead and drop a comment, send us a DM, we're there. We're there every day, we're putting out art, uh, sorry, not putting, you know, we're curating it. It's not our art, but we're putting artists on the map, we're very passionate about getting creators the attention they need, the love they need, the support they need, and yeah, our opinions are our own, and we welcome you to join in on the conversation by going on our Instagram, and now... For today's episode, 
Well, in our last episode, we dived into the original work of George Clanton, the man who's making trails for the vaporwave genre by creating the first vaporwave music festival. And a successful music festival at that. At the time of recording this episode, 100% Electronicon has sold out every city that it has touched. We found that George Clanton is the perfect artist to bring Vaporwave IRL. His style is unlike many others in the scene. George's approach to Vaporwave differs drastically than the way most other Vaporwave artists do. George picks and chooses the ideas from Vaporwave to create his own sound, a sound you can find yourself dancing, surrounded by hundreds of strangers and swimming in lasers and rave visuals. But today, we are going to pay further homage to George Clanton's legacy by diving into another artist that is part of his record label, 100% Electronica. And this artist is not just part of the label, She is a big part of George's life. It is George Clanton's partner, Negative Gemini. Negative Gemini is known for her powerful electro-pop beats, and we're excited to see what she has in store for us today. She is currently on tour with Caro Caro Bonito, personally one of my favorite bands that I've seen this year, and you can find her tour dates on NegativeGemini.com. We will be listening to her 2016 album, Bodywork, in its entirety, and we are so excited to set sail with you and see what this album has in store. Let's keep the 100% Electronicon hype going. Let's set sail for the islands of Negative Gemini's Bodywork. So let's go ahead and get started with this album with the first track titled No Rum.
that is the first track titled No Rum by Negative Gemini from the album Bodywork. So, nice little rave track there. Uh, seems like Negative Gemini has a affinity for uh, 90s techno type of type of type of beats. She definitely she definitely comes from a background of deep electronic music love. She is summoning many parts of her knowledge of this uh, particular genre. And so it looks like we're in for a bit of a dance, uh, a dance rave today in, uh, in the virtual ocean. So I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit more about Negative Gemini. Um, her name is Lindsay French. She's an American electronic musician. Coming from Richmond, Virginia, she ended up moving to Brooklyn because where she was at in Virginia had a trash electronic scene. So she decided that she was too good for that. And she went ahead and moved to Brooklyn, New York, and decided to make her waves over there. Negative Gemini is a co-founder of 100% Electronica, the label. So her and George both co-founded that label. So a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit spirit in her and in George Clanton. Very awesome stuff. She is currently in Los Angeles, California according to her band camp. So this girl has been all, all over the place. So fun stuff. Um, seems like today's episode will be a lot more light, a lot more fun, a lot more groovy, a lot more just sit back and enjoy the the party kind of, kind of beat, which is all great and all good. So we'll go ahead and go to the second track titled Roller Coaster.
and that is the second track titled Roller Coaster. And that is a fun little, fun little feelsy, feelsy house track going on. I get the feeling that Negative Gemini is a type of artist who have so many ideas that she has to sit down and narrow it, give herself 15 minutes to just narrow it all, narrow it all down and create um, one focus idea per track. Um, seems like Negative Gemini, uh, when you hear electronic music in general, you don't really get the impression too much that the artist behind the the DJ table has so many ideas going on in their head. Because when it comes to electronic music, you don't want complicated beats. You don't want too much going on. Because the goal is to get the mood, get the dance going. And you can't be doing that with a bunch of runs and a bunch of uh, random sounds going on. But sometimes artists will be able to artists will be able to put in little flourishes, little spices in there, and Negative Gemini seems to be doing that with her music. And I can see that there's a bit of a conceptual thing going on uh, in terms of aesthetic with this album. It's very fluid. It flows very v- viscously, uh, if that's the word I can put it so far. And it's fun. The energy is good with this album. I like the 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 euphoria that this album tries to go for in terms of feel in terms of the feels. Any thoughts on the first two tracks, Brandon? None for now. Brandon's still forming his thoughts, so we'll go to the third track titled "Break." That is the third track titled Break, a upbeat, faster track, 
very urgent, reminiscent of classic Europop, according to Brandon, that he noticed. And yeah, fun little, fun little dance track going on. I feel like there's a, if you are a big pra- practitioner of raving and electronic music, and if you know the roots of raving and electronic music, which to be honest, a lot of people that go to these rave festivals aren't really keen on. You can't really play music like this and expect the modern uh, general raver to get with it. If you respect that and if you um, if you are more into the older types of raving and if you can acknowledge the beauty of that, it puts you in a different level of, of understanding the music of electronic music. Wow, that was a badly <laughs> phrased sentence what i'm trying to say is there are people who understand the roots of their music and there are people who don't understand the roots of their music and when artists are more in touch with the roots of their music when you know an artist no when you know an artist understands that their their particular art form goes back to say an era in the 90s or the 80s or even the 1800s or whatever there is more depth to their art when an artist understands that. And it looks like Negative Gemini and her affinity for older electronic music is a is a foundation for her current career as a DJ. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think I've said that point in the past two tracks, but it's just becoming more clear these three tracks. And... Yeah, so we'll go ahead and continue on to the title track of this album, the fourth track titled Bodywork.
That is the fourth track titled Bodywork. Very moody. Very, yeah, very moody track. Um, like the use of those vocal samples in there. Yeah, just an overall good dance track. I mean, what else is there to really dissect about that? Like, this is how we felt when we listened to Moa Shop and a lot of the Future Funk albums. This is just fun. It's just fun music, fun to dance to. And um, Brandon brought up an interesting point um, in the middle of the track, if you want to talk about that a little bit, Brandon. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so most of what I've observed, I guess, from, I think, the last episode versus this one is that um, I guess the label isn't entirely Vaporwave, as it, at least this is, again, this is just my opinion. Um, it doesn't come across as entirely Vaporwave, though it does mimic a lot of the aesthetics that Vaporwave does try to uh, give us in terms of like the feeling, in terms of the sounds. Uh, it seems very much like, in this case for, for this track in particular, it seems like a more modern production of what, of what I guess, the older Vaporwave has, has presented to us. Um, I don't know if that's entirely clear. So, like, this this track does feel more dancey, and it does sound like something you'd hear in the 90s, but I guess the sounds in general feel more modern, and you hear more of those, similar, some of those similar synths and similar sounds that you would hear kind of in a commercial EDM record. Um, but yeah. I think a lot of, I think it's just like, a, it, it feels like a more polished 90, 90s aesthetic versus sampling and pulling away from, samples from maybe something from the 80s or the 90s that's that's kind of what i feel yeah exactly and this is not uh, a new thing we've we've encountered we've encountered this is something we noticed with george clanton's episode uh george clanton's album in the last episode so very interesting niche of vaporwave they've carved out for themselves right it is modern and they they try to pull the aesthetics of vaporwave and and turn it into something that can last into the future and not something that that's just purely part of the past, like something like Vectroid or something that, <clears throat> um, or something like Twenty Eight Fourteen, uh, that kind of that kind of project. So, very cool, very cool stuff. Let's go ahead and move along with the album with the with the fifth track titled "You Never Know."
And that is the fifth track titled You Never Knew. I said you never know, and that is my fault because, you know, I, I, I have a problem. I have a problem sometimes with, uh, with myself. <laughs> um, I like this track a lot. Uh, the vocals in this one seem to come out a lot stronger. It is the forefront of this album like we discussed in the last episode where you can tell when the beat is the main character of a cut of a record and then you can also tell when it's the vocals and the lyrics that are the main front and center. And personally, I wish Negative Gemini did this more often. I think there's a lot going on with the lyrics. I'm going to read some of it for you. The chorus or the hook, sorry, the hook is as such. Hold my breath, I'm going under, running till, running till until I fall. Feel you slipping through my fingers. You never knew, you never knew all the times I needed you. So a bit of a sad song, a bit of a regretful song. A bit of a lash out to to a perpetrator, someone who's harmed Lindsay in her life. So it comes off when you hear that little vaporwave vocal sample that's slowed down. It comes off a little more, a little more depressing, a little slow. Like when you are depressed and things become a bit more mundane and toned down. That's what it kind of reminds me of. That you you never knew that little sample right there. I love it. I love that inclusion. I like what Negative Gemini shows that she can do with vocal sampling, which is, guess what? A vaporwave staple. <laughs> a vaporwave uh, a vaporwave move is what that is. And in general, I think that this is showing a bit more range in the album. Negative Gemini obviously has shown range in her beats and in the type of music she is able of producing in the first four tracks but as soon as you hit this track she is going more for the emotion more for the songwriter type beat and i love it love it so much that is my favorite track so far in the album and we will go ahead to the sixth track titled don't worry about the fuck i'm doing
And that is track six titled Don't Worry About the Fuck I'm Doing. Nice little singing from Negative Gemini herself. I'm a big fan of her voice. I wish she utilized it more in the earlier parts of the album because now it's starting to surprise me. I'm like, whoa, this this chick has a has a perfect voice for the kind of style that she has electronically. And it 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 has a bit of a ethereal voice that gets really accented by the reverb she puts on super let's say heavenly i think it's heavenly when and it's suitable for electronic is is what it is um was it you and me that had a conversation yesterday about different voices um fitting genres differently was that was that our conversation i don't i don't think so okay i might have had it with my with my girlfriend then but um we were talking about how some artists have a certain talent for certain voices, but they don't fit a certain genre. And you have people who are very technically good at singing, maybe some opera singers, but when you put them in front of in front of an EDM track, they don't really fit. <laughs> uh, or some people who have country voices and you put them in front of a pop track and they don't really fit. But it seems like Negative Gemini singing adds a lot to her electronic music. And bless her heart for that, you know? Cool, so that is track six. We're going to go ahead and go to track seven titled New Hope.
And that right there is a seven track titled New Hope. I like the combination of these classic rave beats, classic EDM beats, juxtaposed with the 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 vaporwave ambiance that sits in the back while the beat goes on. It gives it a bit more of a visual feel to to the track and that's really on display with that track with new hope nice little intermission track something to fill in well not fill in that's not the right word something to transition to the final uh four tracks on the album and we're gonna go ahead and move on to that with the ace track titled real virtual unison
that is the eighth track titled Real Virtual Unison. A lot more playing with that vocal sample there. Uh, it has a bit of a creepy, ominous feel to it. And there is a little bit of a dark, ominous feel to some of these tracks I'm starting to notice. The soundscapes and the visuals in this one are a bit more... A bit more spooky. There's a bit of a spooky feel. I don't know if you would agree with me, Brandon. Brandon's nodding his head yes. And I'm looking at the artwork for this album, and it is a little spooky looking. A little abstract, but 3D. It's a little slimy. It's dark. A lot of dark purples, a lot of teals and cyans. Secondary colors, you know, very staple of Vaporwave. And yet it's three-dimensional and clear, like a modern album cover. So that's all well and good. Liking it so far, nice little dance beat, nice little dance album. Um, what else is there to say? Do you have anything to add on this one, Brandon? Nothing in particular. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and continue on to the ninth track titled Infinity. That is a ninth track titled Infinity. Definitely the most dreamy track on the album. 
reminds me of the likes of shoot i can't remember their names <laughs> but there's a dreamscape festival that happens every year here in Nor- in norcal and a bunch of those djs remind me of that um there is a track by what is porter robinson's other alias i don't know why it's slipping my slip oh virtual self uh there is virtual self's um track that reminds me of that i can't put my (laughs) i can't remember what the track was called but it definitely has that ddr heavenly vibe this one right here showing once again that negative gemini has a lot of influence going into her music so let's go ahead and move on to the next track it sits at a minute 58 titled ego death That is track 10 titled Ego Death, the darkest track, the grimmest track on the record. Definitely reminds me of an ego death. Um, ego death is when you experience a lack of self. Usually happens during enlightenment, they say. But this track is a lot darker than that. Uh, possibly suggesting that the enlightenment concept of an ego death is something to be feared rather than something to be attained through practice. I don't know. Maybe looking into it too much, but that's sort of what I get when I hear the dark tone of that one. So, we are at the penultimate track of this album, and we are going to go ahead and play it, and it is called Hold You, and it is the Break Your Face Edit.
And that is the 11th track titled Hold You, the Break Your Face Edit. So that track, nice little dance groove once again, continuing the theme of this episode being a party. Yeah, nice. Uh, not too much for me going there. I mean, personally, uh, it's a nice little thing to dance to. I do appreciate, once again, her commitment to the older rave aesthetic, kind of shying away from the pre-dubstep era of EDM. Nothing really, you know, you don't have these obnoxious drops. It's just a nice steady beat to hold you through the song. And it seems like that track was going straight into the next one. The final one, the 12th track titled, You Only Hate the Ones You Love. Thank you. 
And the Bodywork album concludes with the best track of the album titled You Only Hate the Ones You Love. So that was a nice little track that I think accumulated all of Negative Gemini skills. A lot of her, my voice just cracked, on a podcast. Cool. A lot of her talent for creating awesome beats um, went into that one. Very creative drum beats going on there. Uh, I appreciated the return of her beautiful reverb vocals. Nice little dreamy soundscape in that one. Um, yeah, nice, nice solid piece of of album. Nice solid album this is. <laughs> Jesus, my I'm just stumbling all over my words today once again. But what's new, you know? So that is Negative Gemini's Bodywork. An awesome, awesome combination of a chill wave, vapor wave, and mood music into a proper electronic dance. Well, I don't even know if I can call it dance. Um, it's not necessarily EDM, but it is a, at the very least, a work of electronic musical art. What are your closing thoughts on this album, Brandon Mattel? Um, I think, I think uh, it's just kind of wrapping on what I was mentioning earlier and how kind of what you have, you and I have been talking about kind of in between each track and that um, this in, to me is a, is a different form of an ambient vapor type of music, vaporwave type music. Um, a lot of the ambient music we've listened to before has been very bare bones in terms of just creating ambient noises and having like droning droning uh sounds in the background versus this one even though it's very upbeat there's a lot of repeated rhythms particularly in drums and also like musical motifs and because of that um the human ear i i realize is like especially if you grew up listening to really like pop pop music um you're used to music kind of moving along from verse to chorus to verse to chorus and then bridge and then on to the end with this, with repeated rhythms kind of coming at you constantly, it it almost kind of puts you in a s- specific trance uh, because you're hearing the same thing over and over again. So you, your mind is kind of set to expect this for the remainder of two minutes. And then I think what really makes it interesting is putting what is called in, in the music world is kind of called ear candy or small motifs that just kind of come in on your left and right ears. And I think that is what makes this that's what kind of set the sets this in terms of for me I, I guess as an ambient kind of kind of dance music even though it's very high energy you're getting a lot of the same re- repeated rhythms with all those ear candies kind of coming mm. at you and that's what i think what is what made this a very unique electronic electronic uh, album yeah i like the the term ear candy it's definitely what makes the album i'd say pop more you know, it like you said, the the beats themselves themselves, if they were to join on, become very trancey. But when they have those little moments that add those little effects, it spices up the album a little bit. Um, would you consider this a vaporwave album? I would say it is inspired by it. Uh, I wouldn't call it entirely vaporwave, uh, but you know, it did have a lot of those elements that we had mentioned before with like. A lot of reverb vocals, um, repeated repeated rhythms, but also um, it also did keep the elements of like water. I think there was two or three tracks that that uses elements of water, either it being like a very fluid sound or actual 
ocean waves or like a shoreline. I think the one of the tracks had like a shoreline in it. I would say it's inspired by it and kind of a modern twist on what vaporwave, on what we know vaporwave as. So I wouldn't say entirely, but definitely takes bits and pieces of what makes vaporwave vaporwave and kind of puts that modern twist on it. Yeah, and I wouldn't have put it better than that. So that is Negative Gemini's Bodywork. Thank you for sailing with us, everybody. What did you think about the album? Go ahead and post on our Instagram. Leave a comment on any post. Send us a DM what you think about the Negative Gemini Bodywork album. Are you going to 100% Electronicon when it comes to you? And if you are, what are you excited about? Did you go to 100% Electronicon? Please let us know. We'd love to know your experience with that music festival. And once again, be sure to check out Negative Gemini. She's on tour with Caro Carabinito. And please, for the love of God, check out Caro Carabinito. Um, we won't be featuring them on the show, but I cannot recommend that music enough. So please, catch them on tour because you know that I will. All right, well, that concludes our 14th episode of The Virtual Ocean. Once again, thank you for setting sail with us. We have arrived safely back on ship, and we will once again sail in the next episode in two weeks' time. My name is J.Ram, and that is Brandon Mattel, our beautiful producer, and we will see you in the next episode. Raise the davit! Get these folks on board! How are we looking today, sir? Skies are clear and the o- ocean vast. I think, I, I think, I think we should go where our hearts take us.